You know, I think I'd rather die in a fire than drowning in water. What? Oh man, fire is ten times Comrades, welcome to the Ignorance Manifesto. Mark the Bear here. And Ryan the Raccoon. And together we are your wildlife podcast host. So what's going on, Ryan? Oh, not much. School is wild and crazy and I'm stressed out, but that's life. I'm oh, okay, yeah. though. But it's treating you okay? Is it everything you expected it to be? Uh, it's a little underwhelming <laughs> right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> but uh, I think that's going to change as, uh, as the weeks go by. Yeah. No, but that's pretty good. I, I will say I'm disappointed with the campus because there's tons of construction going on right now. And they closed a lot of places to eat. There's hardly any places to eat on campus. And that's that's kind of annoying. Wait. So, I mean, why did you're saying like the businesses themselves close like these actual restaurants or fast food places? Or is it because of what's like going on right now? And I think it has m more to do with just the general construction that's going on on campus. So there was one particular location on campus that held, let's say, like eight different places to eat, right? Well, they closed that, that whole area. So all of those places that were in there, well, obviously, they're no longer in operation. Really? So yeah. there's no, like, central food court area or something? There is. There is. Um, okay. Yeah, that's in, like the designated student center but even still like that that place only holds like uh so maybe six or seven different places to eat maybe i'm being generous actually i think it's more like five but no the other location had a more diverse selection of stuff and to have that and what's going on at the student center you know you had you had options and you know it kind of split the crowd a little bit yeah. now now you know i have all the students kind of congregating into this one location and there's lines that are just wild and sometimes i don't just want to eat fast food which is primarily what's there uh, ah yeah. well you're gonna start packing your own lunch then yeah i guess so that's probably the best way to go anyway yeah that's true well, that's pretty good how uh how were things at home oh Mark? well work is still crazy as hell um but we are making some good progress at least from my area with all the problems that we're facing, we're trying to uh, develop our own independent solution outside of, you know, some of these vendor proposed ones, but whatever. So it is actually pretty exciting because there's a lot of things that are unknown and that we're trying to figure out. And I actually made a few breakthroughs in the last week that I was really excited about. So although it could be really crazy, it can also be really rewarding in those moments you know i just i don't know i i like that that's the part of the job that i really like is trying to figure out something that no one else knows you know there's no real solution to it yeah that yeah of course it's, it's a complete unknown but yeah and i think it based on everything that's going on you know they were talking about going back into the office actually by labor day which has already passed 
but now they're holding it back again just with everything that's going on. So it's to be determined. We'll still be working from home for the foreseeable future. Man, they don't even have like a uh, just a guess as to when they'll come back. Like, I don't know. It's it, December. It, it, it's constantly evolving, you know, uh. just based on, on, you know, just, yeah, the, the status of how things are going, the cases that are rising and hospitalization, whatever. I mean, they're, they're keeping a close eye on it. Although they did say that if you so desired, I mean, they're not restricting you from going to the office, but in my mind, like, why am I going to go there and just be the only one there? Right. I mean, yeah. I guess it could be a good break, but you know, I, I, I have my setup at home now and it's working for me. So until we all go back, I think that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to voluntarily go back into the office unless I just get so, you know, some cabin fever at home. <laughs> but at this point I've made it, gosh, what is a year and a half already? Like, this is crazy. So will it ever go away? I don't know. Will it? So what was that? We, we had some news recently where our president ended up issuing some mandates, right? Yeah. That all employers, I think, what is it? Employers with... I that, think it's what? What? Federal government? State governments? No, no. It's federal. It was oh, the, no. I'm wrong. Uh, he man, He's trying to mandate it for all private companies with correct. 100 employees or more. Right. Yeah. And so I don't know really how to feel about that. I don't know because there's so I it, the the first part I think he's mandating the president is mandating vaccines for federal employees, right? There's a chunk of federal employees. I think there's some exceptions, but they have to get the vaccine and they don't even have the option of going the testing every week in order to go to I, I I'm not I'm not too sure about the details there so there's that part which is you know kind, kind of crazy I guess but then also to but at least extend, that's kind of almost in his purview or like his realm of power it, right? right yeah because I guess because you're a federal employee and what you know so you're employed by the government so the government can do with you whatever they want <laughs> you know <laughs> or you know but 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 even further like the fact that it's extended and who knows how this is actually going to play out um <clears throat> you know i know this is all still in discussion but to private companies with employ who have accounts of over 100 employees like how is that going to you know play out man i I think there's going to be a lot of lawsuits. Yeah. I mean, uh, can the government even do that, though? I mean, is that an acceptable practice for, for the government to do? Oh, well, it uh, depends on your political philosophy there, Mr. Bear. Well, I mean, okay, so because th this is this really crosses like some some boundaries, I think. And so, all right, like. I guess if we if we take a step back, like what is the purpose of of a government? Like what is the role that a government plays in society and even in our individual lives? I guess at this point, um, hmm, to let's say to protect the to protect the well being of its population and defend the nation from foreign adversaries. Okay, did you just look that up? Like. <laughs> No, I think at the 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 very least, what the government should do is protect the nation from foreign adversaries, and then we can talk about you know welfare programs for 
you know, for the less fortunate in, in the countries and stuff like that. But I think at the very least, if you want to have a state that functions well and is secure, you have to establish a way to protect yourself against foreign adversaries. Because if you cannot, then, well, how long are you going to have a state? Well, okay, that's fair. And I think, and yeah, I think that's good for today's standards. But like when, when did government come into existence? When was it that, we found it necessary as human beings, as we, uh, you know, developed our or yeah, developed societies and these little communities. At what point was it necessary to establish this this concept of a government, a you know, a a, a power or a group or even one single person to rule and establish that order for the for the community, right? Just population growth. Just population growth? So, After, like, at a certain point, right, you're going to have to... At a certain point, a state that has significant population growth is going to have to start creating parameters for, for people to act because... Well, creating parameters for, for people and how to act so that there can be enough, let's say, resources for, for everyone, right? So if... If you have a, a out of control population and now a limiting supply of food, you're probably going to have to enforce some type of restriction, right? So, but yeah, okay, that makes sense. But before that, everybody was just kind of fending for themselves, like right? You know. Hmm. Uh, well, so, I mean, uh, we and, had and, tribes, and, right? We had and, tribes, right? So. Okay, so yeah, so we ended up, and and I guess the very first, you know, quote unquote tribe would be your family. Like whatever family that you've created, now y'all are all working together in order to, you know, gather all the provisions you need to survive, right? Yeah. And after that, families started, what, befriending other families and saying, hey, well, you know, we're experts in, you know, farming or, you know, agriculture, whereas another family is really good at hunting. And so now you combine forces and it's like, yeah, because we're doing this together, we could be more sustainable, right? Yeah. And then it just keeps going and going until, like you said earlier, the population grows, and then... Now you're building nation states. I mean, well, so before nations, is it... Okay, a few steps back? Yeah, yeah, just okay. a little step, like cities or towns or villages, you know? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Because at that point, now you have this integrated society of people who have, like, specializations in different ways, and you... At, at this point, or is it at this point, now you need some type of standard order, order. and law? I think that's the word, order. Okay, yeah. And from that, I, I guess some curiosity within me like, is brewing. Could the answer, the first answer to, let's say, this idea of order, could that come from religion? Uh, I think so. I mean, I think at least the the first, you know, sets of governments or quasi-government, whatever you want to call it, the, these first sets of established order must have been derived from religion, I think, right? Well, maybe... May I mean, maybe not necessarily, but I, I feel like that's kind of what history tells us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, well, I, I want to say to what you said, uh, yeah, maybe like a very early form of aggregate order um mm -hmm. i think even more bare bones level 
I think, uh, like, let's go back, take a few steps back and go back to the tribe for, for a second. All right. Um, I think we often see portrayed in, you know, movies and, and stories that elders carry a lot of wisdom. And through that wisdom, they also carry respect. And I think maybe in a primitive set, setting, the elders of a tribe or, you know, this small community they could have some type of authority over everyone else. Yeah. I'm, and yeah, they can maybe sense. at least provide some some moral guidance. Sure. Okay. So moral guidance. I mean, are morals necessary at, as the first steps for government? I guess. Yeah. I mean, so if you do have morals, then you, I, I think that could initially also come from religion. I don't know. Yeah, I think it comes from religion a little bit, but once the morals are defined for a particular tribe or little, you know, community society, then the laws follow after that, right? So don't kill your neighbor or whatever, like don't just kill people for fun, you know, and if you do, you're going to be punished and maybe that's when the elders start coming up with these exactly that, you know, these rules and laws that say, "Oh, if you kill somebody unnecessarily, what whatever that means." Like you know, I guess yeah, this they... is this is getting into the territory of what is justice. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I want. To, I don't know if I want to go there yet. So let, let's yeah, let's figure okay. out like the the this idea of government. But that's still part of it, right? Like the government, because that's part of order. Order means you have to enforce something, and thus there should be some level of justice for disobeying that order. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's really, we don't have to get too far into the whole justice system, I guess. Like but let's, let, let's say a component of what what makes up a government is probably, we should probably include justice. Like Absolutely. Some idea of yeah. justice. Okay. So, we got justice. Let's and, say we got, we got a state. We have a population. And we have resources. And now we need to figure out how those resources get allocated, right? Do they need to do that? <laughs> well, or... I, if, if they want to, um, if, if that state wishes to be sustained, I would say, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to become apparent eventually that okay. some things are going to have to start getting regulated All right. in a yeah. structured fashion. Uh, yes. So, okay. Like, so, so think of something as simple as storing food for the winter. Okay. Right. Yeah. So if, if you're not keeping tabs on and who, who I say, who, like, who am I in this? <laughs> uh, um, let, let's say, I, I don't know you, you're looking at your own state and if you're seeing that, you know, your, your people are overeating and or let's say <laughs> <laughs> they're overeating sorry goddamn obese uh, people <laughs> stop right. your stop your shit <laughs> okay uh i'm an american um yeah okay so but they're not getting enough food maybe not everyone's pulling in their weight i guess like as far as what it is that they contribute to this society i i'd rather say it like this i'd rather okay. say it like this um they're consuming at the same rate that they are, I guess, creating food. Okay. And so once the winter comes and, you know, crops can't grow, you mm -hmm. know, and maybe it's more difficult to hunt because now, you know, wildlife has 
has a uh, they're like, sheltering. Yeah, they're sheltering. Things, they're yeah. hunkering down, hibernating and what whatnot. So you know, this is this is obviously a big problem for a big population. Yes. So in that so in that idea, there's going to have to be some type of order that uh, allocates resources accordingly. So some some goes to consumption. The rest needs to to be stored for you know for the winter. So okay, and that makes sense. So the government must then enforce its members, its societal members, to contribute to this cause or you know this this thing because that's it's a necessity in order to survive. So now the government must demand of society some you know some type of contribution. Everybody in the society has to contribute. Right. Uh, and and I, actually, this does make sense, because if we like fast forward a little bit or, yeah, it doesn't even have to fast forward to today's standards, but that's taxes. Governments collect taxes. That's our contribution to this structure that is necessary for our society to survive. Right. Like the, the walls that protect our our state from foreign adversaries i'm gonna keep using that term all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, i think initially it, it, it's i don't think that's a problem yet and in the in the beginning stages but yes that absolutely you know now more villages start po- popping up more government ideologies or orders happen and if one of them fails or starts to fail then they have to look to, to somewhere else and they may try to invade so that makes sense i I'm, i don't want to discount that at all I think initially no, but as it as it grows, yes. Now there's another need, another necessity. Protect your citizens from these incoming invaders who are trying to take our resources that we worked hard to to you know to collect. Oh man, you said you said uh, a word that I think is probably it's it's worth looking into or uh, elaborating more on, and say? that is invade. Invade. Uh, well. <laughs> Right, because yeah. what what happens like when you you know you got it you have a nation state everything's kind of going well and you know you're looking to expand. Ugh. Okay. And if, you know if your name na- if you got neighbors and you know they don't have a way to protect themselves, well, that's a little too bad there. Man, okay, so that oh gosh, so that also gets tied to the moral part of things because if you're I don't know, a Zen society. And it's like, we, we have everything that we need. And I, I, I think that doesn't actually occur until you start having problems. Once you start having those, once you start running short of resources, I mean, not necessarily either, man, my mind's going wild. But if you are running short of resources, there is no other alternative than to start taking from your neighbor's society's yeah. resources. Yeah. But if you're, well established and you're doing well for yourself is it absolutely necessary to invade the next village to is it is it just a power grab at that point and is that is that a motivating factor for yeah yeah i guess so right so okay now now we can think about let's oh hang on what does the government look like in this little this little state that we've created like so forth? So we have we have an idea of justice and we have an idea of some type of authoritative figure like elders, right? That that was kind of the first step. Yeah, that was the first step. So like, what's what's the next step from that for something that's a little bit more defined? I don't know, like a 
uh, like a Egypt or like a Rome level, right? Um, ah, so, so you got now. Do you now do we start getting into the point where we have like a, a panel of yes government officials or you and know, advisors in overseers, these different? What yes. are they called? Yeah, yeah. Ad, ad, I was thinking advisors. So like you know, an economic advisor or. Um, a military advisor, a hunting and resource advisor. Like they, they, you start delegating these tasks, whoever the authoritative figure is, you start delegating it to the experts in these individual fields that you have to take care of, right? Man, I see how this is going into what today's world is, and I like it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I like how we're kind of like unpacking this, but. And, and I think like we're, we're like taking, we're taking this like two steps at a time because. <laughs> Uh, I think the easiest way or like one major thing that we've we haven't said yet and we overlooked is the idea of kings and queens. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think for a lot of primitive ideas of like what what government is and like how it spawns, you know, it kind of starts with the idea of a king. Right. An overseer of the land. Right. The yeah. Entire land. And, or um, an emperor, like thinking Rome, if yeah. you want to go that far. Or even like Chinese, yeah, China had emperors, right? Empires, yeah. Yes. Okay, same but yeah, same, king. <laughs> same idea. Yeah, yeah, there is this one kind of head figure, right? Yeah. Okay, so. But even like, even like underneath that, I, they still had military generals. I think they had, you know, the leaders in the church, right? That kind of. Yes. Or maybe directly underneath the king, but, you know, not to the king's level, right? Right. So now when you got these people, I guess running running the show, they could do whatever they want in this yeah. very primitive or it doesn't even have to be that primitive, but these early this early stage of government formation. They and they did. They did do whatever they want. But see in that so when we have a king, now we can talk about power, right? Yes. And yep. now we can talk about conquer and invasion. Yep, yep. And that's where everything fucking goes crazy. And <laughs> some people just start taking over all of the land and say, this is now all, you know, fuck me and my history. But what was, it? I mean, the Romans did it, right? Like they took up the majority of, of Europe until well, I they think fell. The, and I'm pretty dumb on history too, but I mean, we have the Ottoman Empire, right? Yes. Expanding and... Was it was it the case that the Crusaders responded to that expansion and oh, pushed them back? I don't know. I don't See, know. I, I don't. I don't. Rem <laughs> I don't know either. But yes, we like we have plenty of bloody periods in history in which people are just you know hell bent on expansion. I think there's a pretty fun story in um in the historical character of Alexander the Great doing right, that. Yeah. Right. But yeah. So and many others. Right. Like, I mean, there's definitely a lot. Napoleon, right? I mean, I don't know how big was was his uh, conquering methods. Oh, yeah. How expansive? I mean, yeah, it's 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 well known, right? Except I don't know about it. <laughs> like, we know of we know it. his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, okay, so maybe just to now now to to go a step closer to today, like now we have democracy, mm -hmm. the idea of democracy, the the idea that. The, the public can get a say in what their government body can do for the people as a, as a whole. Well, they even had that back in Gre Greece, right? Greece and Rome. I yeah. mean, they, they okay. that those were, in fact, yeah, I think that's where democracy started was from the Greeks, like, and 
philosophers come trying to i guess yeah they were trying to do exactly what we're doing now to to identify what is the role of government how should a government operate and that was what fucking 700 bc or something so no, i mean i couldn't yeah. tell you i could tell you that they spent a lot of time talking about what is justice oh yeah yeah that was absolutely yeah absolutely but okay um thumbs up thumbs down <laughs> like oh gosh like what a crazy time that would have been to live in i don't know if right? i would have yeah i don't want to be judged by my peers like fuck that <laughs> and to a certain extent you are judged by your peers well today. yeah today yeah absolutely we are but not to life and death you know like so can we maybe it would be advantageous to to consider early united states you know i don't know 1800s okay what made what made this country a little a little bit more unique than let's say europe england or you know something yeah um well the the escape from that monarch power right yeah. the we we branched away from the concept of having a king and queen and a family in power and we created the president thing and then we started dividing up that power by doing the three branches of government that we have here in the united states right so but we're like trying to balance out so that no one authority authoritarian figure would have all that power right that was the whole point of checks yeah. and balances right yeah so, so i think that's what made us unique i think unless i don't know maybe other countries could have had something similar i don't know but maybe let's like speaking on uh on the growth and the like what spawned this different direction right so what like what kind of pushed us to let's say first declaring our independence right mm-hmm. it's the idea that we started making money on our own as an early country. Well, and, and even before that, to get the independence, I mean, first, what was the what was the motivating factor? Escaping or having the freedom of religion, right? Well, okay, so At, the, the the settlers from England that came, you know, came here and they started early uh, settlements. Like I don't know Jamestown and you know right. New York and shit like that. They were they were part very much a part of the monarchy, right? That's what the early settler settlers here were. They were spreading English. their religion, right? I don't know if that's the, I don't know if that's what they were doing more so than actually maybe in some to some degree just colonizing the land. Okay, you know. Seeking out different land and then creating, creating a settlement there. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And so that happens. They go through a lot of shit, right? And they get to a point now where they actually have cities and towns. And right. And now they're able to sustain themselves. When whereas before they they've created they've created their own economy that is yes. now sustaining everything that they have that's going on and now the you go across the pond mm-hmm. they're coming over and trying to get some of that right that progress in the form, in, of, in the taxes. form of taxes sure. exactly so that's like i think that's where you know we we uh, took that next step into d- declaring declaring independence just because like hey we got things going on here we've created our own economy yep. and we're doing it without you things started popping off 
we got together and we created a military. Hey, it turns out that we could defend ourselves. Yes. And we are a nation because of that. Right. So all of those things occurred. Like we, we, we ended up developing our societies, our towns and cities, and I guess establishing our own set of order. And thus, when we didn't want to rely on the British Empire anymore, we claimed independence, won, and, the, and yeah, like you said, created the military to be able to defend ourselves and said, hey, we've got all the components of what we need to establish a now, new government. Now we need a contract. Now we, <laughs> we need the, well, I think first thing, they drafted the Articles of Confederation, and I'm thinking back to like freaking history class in yeah. high school. Articles of Confederation. What did that? What was the problem with that? It gave states too much power, not enough power to the the federal government. Okay, had to scrap that, right? And now um, the Constitution is written, mm-hmm. and that's the blueprint of what our government is. And I guess there's some some unique factors in that that framework for for our government and that power is really split into three branches. Right. The, the executive, legislative, and the uh, judicial. judicial. Yep. Just from that, like we had a thriving economy. We had a lot of problems, of course, but um, we are where we are today just, just because of, uh, we were just wanted to say, Hey, fuck you, England. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. So essentially we are all, I mean, every government, I think we've covered that, right? That we we have essentially the same genetic makeup, if you will, of of a government. We just approach it in a different manner. Instead of having again that king or emperor, that one ruling authority, uh, authoritarian figure, or family, even like in the case of monarchs, we decided, well, let's not let that happen because we've seen that happen so much in the past, and how empires rise and fall and thus let's divvy up the power basically i mean that's that's essentially what happened and that's what we're that's where we're at today or are we there today is right. the question where we started to begin with right and to, okay so maybe like to kick off this 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 direction that we're probably going to get into there is a, a story that i remember reading uh during my government classes in college that um I guess you know this meeting lets out in Philadelphia, and I think it, I think it was a, a meeting, one of these meeting that kind of, you know, the founding fathers got together and they were talking about this this creation of the U.S. Constitution, the framework of the government to to be right. Right. Um. So all these men, you know, they're done meeting, so they all you know they all leave, and Ben Franklin walks out, and a woman approaches him asking what they've just done or like what they've just created in there. Yeah. And he says, a republic, ma'am, if you can keep it. Oh, okay. And what does that, what does that imply? Yeah. Like that stood out to me, like in a big way. I, to this day, you know, I I remember it and I I still ponder on it. A republic, ma'am, if you can keep it, ma'am being the general public. Mm. And well, you know, extrapolated from that, you you know, from that word, right. If we can keep it, as in the original framework for the country placed a lot of this a, a lot of authority into into the public it gave us a lot of power over our own government right is it the case that we have let some of that power go to the federal government 
Um, to the federal government, uh, I think the answer is yes. I think so. I think we have given up some of that power. And when we say give up, give up, it means... So if we just focus on the three branches, it means that who gave up the power? Congress to the executor, executive branch? Or I think a lot of uh, a lot of the complaints that one would hear, like from political pundits today, is it's it seems to kind of go more towards like the legislative branch really not really not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So therefore, that power gets filled by the executive branch. Right. So like, okay, yeah. Congress is supposed to write laws, right? And mm-hmm. then the, it's supposed to go through this whole process and go up to the president's desk, the desk where he. Uh, you know, he approves it or he vetoes it, blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay, well, if Congress is not doing the job and now the executive has the precedent to just do an executive order, let's say. Right. You know? So but, to what extent, like, have does the, the executive branch have too much power over the legislative branch? I still think that the, the, ju- the judicial side of things probably is still trying to hold on to its power right. to some degree. But I think the main fluctuations that we see, at least in today, are occurring through the legislative and then the executive. Maybe I'm retarded. I don't know. No, no, but, I don't think you're I, I don't think you're off, really. I think that's pretty pretty on it because but my question is if at what point did we allow these executive orders or these mandates to f- just happen, you know? I mean Shouldn't there have been what? Where where was the check and balance in place to say, hey, no, you're overstepping your your boundaries, or was it was it never there, and we're just now realizing, oh, we had a loophole and we can't do anything about, it? you know, like what? Hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I think maybe okay. In that sense, like let's say the legislative branch not doing their job, they're not writing the laws. Uh, executive branch has to fucking fill the void executive order let's do it it's uh i guess at that point it's up to the judicial branch right to be like hey 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 whoa 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 you can't do that shit Ah. but before that can happen doesn't doesn't isn't it the case that somebody has to bring up that uh that problem Problem, to the courts um and if that's not happening you know frequent enough then do they have to does the judicial system not or the judicial branch uh not have the power to, I guess, initiate that process. Do they really I don't have think to? So. I really? think they they have to wait till somebody complains. I'm just yeah. I I don't know. I yeah. don't know that answer. Yeah, no, I don't know either. But no, that's that's interesting though. I'd like to know that answer. Right. Yeah. Me too. But I I want to say I I do want to say that they have to wait for it to be presented to them, um, because. Like what's a what's a big one right now? Roe v. Wade that continually like pops up. Oh right, uh, and then and like now with the so with the Texas abortion law that has recently passed. Now wait a minute. On okay, so with that, it got presented to the Supreme Court, right? And then they, um, I don't know what did they do. They just said I, it's, they it's chose, okay, <laughs> or that they chose not to go forward with it or something. Like not to go forward in repealing or to pull, you know, to and to tell Texas not to allow that to happen. Yeah, I think, I, and I could be wrong. Like, may, I th- it may have been something as minor as like um, some of the the nature of the text, right? You know, yeah, that I think- in in law terms, like doesn't it, it can't go forward? Yes, 
So, and, but but then not too long after, I remember reading a little something about the Department of Justice suing like Texas or something like about that law. Oh, Did you hear about that? And so, who is the Department of Justice if it's not the judicial branch? That's I mean, it's the not. executive, isn't? Is it not? So now is that oh, fuck? So is, does that go back to the executive branch? Is the Department of Justice a component of the executive branch? Why wouldn't Ooh. it be the judicial branch? I mean, judicial branch is can't simply only be the Supreme Court. There's got to be that Department of Justice, right? I think. Oh, I think I think that's under the executive branch. Oh man! All right, we had to look that up. God, I want to look it up right now. Why not? <laughs> yeah, no, let's do it. So, the United States Department of Justice, also known as the Justice Department, is a federal executive department of the United States government tasked with the enforcement of federal law and administration of justice in the United States. <laughs> Is it federal executive? Wait, so does the Supreme Court fall under that? God damn it, this this just gets... No, no, the su- Supreme Court... Is the judicial branch. Yeah. But why isn't this? Man, we're just so dumb. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, they are part of the executive department. That's interesting. Yeah, and I think a, a a lot of complaints, you know, from let's say like the the libertarian types, is that you know we have all of these appointed positions by the uh, by the president in these you know create these little subsets under the uh, under the executive branch, like, like all of these all of these departments and cabinets and all that, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Wait, so that's been an argue an argument by libertarians? Yeah, because the whole idea of like being a libertarian is just you want very limited government, or right. you know, yeah, personal liberties outweigh uh, personal liberties over um, executive power. Right. You know, government power, whatever. Yep. And um, so, but yeah. I mean, these aren't new concepts. I mean, the Department of Justice was formed in 1870, according to Wikipedia. So it's not <laughs> like. Did you know? I guess maybe did the executive branch not um, take advantage of that power that was there before? I, I mean, or is it just more apparent now? That it goes back to the whole: Have we actually shifted powers across these three branches, or are these individual branches? And mainly, since we're focusing on the executive branch, have they just found out? I guess that they actually have more power than. What was initially thought, or are they just testing the waters to see how much they can get away with? I like that one. I like Test, that too. Testing waters to see what they what they can get away with. Yeah, because if you if you can do something once, then that becomes the standard. Yeah, and I think well, I precedent right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I think now with these executive orders, I I think the precedent has been set that this is a legitimate direction that the executive branch can go you know to to get their agenda done right you know and Man, that's crazy yeah that <laughs> is it is it congress you know who do we blame who do we do we blame ourselves i think we blame ourselves to some degree we have to blame ourselves as uh as people how why us as people because we can scream and holler all we want but what's actually happening from that is it the fact that we're not Voting for our representatives and, and, you know, like informing our representatives to do something about it. Maybe that's our problem. 
Oh my god, this is gonna be a difficult <laughs> conversation. because uh, there's, it, I know it's it's not it's not on us as a population completely. I know, but to some degree, I think if if the oh god, this is gonna sound so bad. If our culture was a little bit different, in and I say different, but I I really mean like a little bit more moralistic. More okay, yeah, like. Um, I think things would be, I think things would be better. So and, it, it, I mean, I guess from what I'm gathering from that kind of, and you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but if we didn't focus on power as much as we do, because that's all we, that's kind of our primary drive. It seems these days, if we're focusing on power so much, then morals are out the window. I'll do whatever it takes to have the power to do whatever I want. Right. There is that component, and you're speaking on the, I guess, you're speaking, or like you're directing that towards politicians. And yes, I, yeah. I, I agree with you there, but I'm trying to think back, you know, to, to Benjamin Franklin's uh, statement, right? Like, a republic if we can keep it. So if we are supposed to be in charge of what our government does, obviously things are going to get a little muddled with the creation of our two party system. Right. Cause yeah. now, cause now we're, now we're voting on broad generalizations as opposed to, you know, very distinct things. Right. And, um, instead of focusing on the ideology, we're focusing on the party, my team versus your team. Yeah. The team. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but I think there's still ideology like, there's still ideology with within those things. It's just that you know when you have to when you have to discuss things that are a little bit more narrow, ideology doesn't really help in the in the discussion. Yeah, right. So but we're damn, not holding we're we're not holding our elected representatives accountable as a population anymore. Yes, that's. I mean, that's really the crux of it, right? And um, look, dude, we we've. Like we we've ranted and raved uh, on, on on politicians um, all throughout the the uh, the twenty sixteen election and the twenty twenty election. Yeah. Or at least I have. I know I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, to this day, it astounds me that these politicians can speak to us in a way that is almost artif artificial. Oh yeah. You know, yes. like that 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 political tone that everybody has. And the their body language and mannerisms that up to this point, I feel like is common knowledge that it's all fake. Yeah. But I feel like when we like uh, conversations that take place, we still go forward as if it were not the case. Um, yeah, but I think it's because we've shifted the focus on instead of holding our representatives accountable, we're fighting each other now as people. Like we're, right, we're, we're, we're getting into these disagreements or whatever. I'm, I mean, sure. It's fun. to ha I mean, not that it's fun to disagree, but it's, it's, I think it's healthy to have a discussion, but it's no longer a discussion. It's more of a, I'm right. You're wrong. And that's it. Bottom line. And you're a bad person because yes, you don't think of what I, yeah, how I think in, instead of like trying to, you know, come to, you know, find common grounds. And again, because we're focusing all this within ourselves as the population, that we are like the society that we are, we we completely forgot to 
tell our po- politicians off. You know, we forgot we forgot to tell them, hey, this is how we feel and this is what we want you to do. Because now it's that's not what we feel anymore. We feel I'm right, you're wrong, end of story. You're bad, I'm good, end of story. And that's it. Just based on a party, right? So how how deep the divide until we no longer have a republic? Oof. Man. I read I read this the other day. The the NFL is playing two national anthems. Really? Um, which ones? U.S. Well, and the the traditional Star Spangled Banner, the U.S. you know national anthem. Yeah. And now like uh, this, uh, they I think I think they call it like a like black national anthem. No way. Yeah. Wait, what is that? Uh, lift. Lift your spirits and sing, or something like that. I think that's what it's called. Here, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. So, the national anthem, the one everybody knows, Star Spangled Banner, right. and the one called Lift Every Voice and Sing, commonly known as the Black National Anthem. Really? Man, that's crazy. I didn't, I'm completely unaware of that. <laughs> okay, so. So what of it? I guess maybe it's it's a it's a silly example, but it it's it's to me yes it's a silly example, and it's it would be weird to say that I'm upset about this. How could they do this? Because realistically, look, it's it's a national anthem. It's it's just like a it's a symbol, right? Right. It's a, it's a, it's just a symbol. That's all it is. But I think to do it in the in the current nature of our let's say political divide. Assuming that it's really there, right? Yeah. I feel like that's counterproductive. Yeah, I think so too. I, I can't believe I, I didn't notice this because I just watched football the other day and uh, whatever, I tune in. Or actually, I don't know if they do play it. Whatever. I, I wasn't there from the beginning. I was just looking you know, later on. But you're right. It just, it enrages the other side more, right? Like if, yeah. it, it, man, and you know, and I, I, I don't know what to do about that. And and just kind of stepping back, like the national anthem, why do we play it at every sporting event? Like, I don't think it's a requirement that we should have done that. Although, I take that back, I think in Texas, part of all those laws, they are requiring that the national anthem be played at major sporting events. So it was never a law before. And I guess it's, you know, more of a state-by-state thing since Texas did it. If, if that's the case, then it uh, it should obviously not have existed nationally, right? So, That's so goofy. Like, t- man, yeah. you know, Texas has been frustrating me lately. They frustrate me. They frustrated me with this like whole abortion thing, like constitutional carry. Okay, there's some there's some things about that that I can get down with, just because I'm a firm believer in owning and operating a firearm, knowing how to shoot a firearm, and being safe with the firearm. Right. Um, well, and my I think problem people with, should be. I know we touched on it last time, but uh, my problem is is the fact that it's not required to have those safety protocols, that schooling, that that education of how to operate. But whatever, that that's fine. Yeah. And um and with that notion, let's see what happens. If it is the case that we get more that we have more gun deaths, you know, going forward, then maybe hey, maybe that's a reason to take a step back, right? Yeah. And yeah. now we have some evidence. Okay, we tried it. Look, this is what happened. Let's think about this for further before we, I guess, open it up that in that way. Great. I don't want to hear any shit about taking away guns. Like that's not going to happen in this country, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Silly talk. 
Okay, but what you said, but the other things bothered you too. Yes, uh, I didn't know. I I didn't know about the the national anthem. Like, yeah. what they they're mandating the national anthem now. <laughs> yeah. what, what are you doing? Come on, <laughs> like, you know, uh, Republicans and conservative types will go on and on and on about you know the left and Democrats being like fascists, right? And, you know, yeah, overstepping their boundaries, and yet they do shit like this. <laughs> yeah, and this goes, and this is so. It, it's so blatant in this texas heartbeat law yes I, I, what was the problem before i believe we had a good compromise yeah you know and now they want to restrict it down to what six weeks six weeks before a, a, a heart a heartbeat is detected or something like that right and i think scientifically speaking there really is no heart at that point but there are electrical signals or something i don't know and but i think uh, yeah it gets it gets weird, but what? Why are you restricting? I mean, if if why is it on the agenda? Is what I want to know. Yeah. To me, I, I feel like politically, it's it's politically retarded. I don't know why they fucking choose to go down this road. Uh, I don't I don't know why they choose to friggin' go down this road. Is it is it our is it because of us though? I mean, you know, you said it earlier. Are we the problem? Is it our beliefs and our bickerings amongst ourselves that to some degree the to some degree that our uh our delegates are supposed to follow their constituents right there's yeah, like yeah. if it is the case that that the majority of their constituents are pro-life and they want to see abortion like done wholesale okay maybe maybe there's some merit to that i don't think that's the case i don't think most people let's say in texas yeah you know red county or blue county i don't think most people are okay with a 100% abolition of abortion. Yeah. I think most people want a compromise. Yeah. And I think that's where we were at before. So what what's what, what's the purpose of this just to divide it more? I mean I, that's why I'm saying I think it's politically retarded. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Now they've given they've given uh just to speak in like, you know, political uh, how would you say it like uh, political fighting terms, right? Now the the right has given the left something to work with. Uh, you know? Yeah. Um. Now, if if the Republicans wanted to take some seats in in the election of uh, twenty twenty two, well, now they just made it harder for themselves. Or or did the executive federal branch also respond with something that equalized it with what we started with vaccine mandates to the private companies. There's another opposing thing, right? So, so now we're having like this just headbutt battle on how much power can I actually enforce? Yeah, but the thing with that, and the thing with that is, the Republican and conservative types will claim that they are, you know, they're all about freedom, right? Right. And then when they choose to act in this manner, that doesn't sound like freedom to me, right? Okay. Yes. So, um, everybody's a fascist. Great. We're <laughs> fucked. Is that is that it? Is it? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> now let's be a little let's be a little bit more optimistic, right? All right, yeah. When we be optimistic, then we need to stop fighting each other. We need to start having these healthy discussions with our friends and family because yeah, I think the political climate over the last five to ten years has caused a lot of divisions within friends and family. And that's that's stupid. It's like, yeah, why yeah. did that? Why why has it gotten to this point? So if we want to stop this, we have to be 
more tolerant. We have to go back to basics and go, you know, have a healthy discussion that just because your view does, I don't agree with your view. It doesn't mean I hate you, you know, but let's let, let me, let me hear you out and give you my response and why I disagree with these things and still mutually be friends. Like, why not? And in terms of policy, be willing to compromise. Absolutely. But that was the point. Congress, like we have these, they were supposed to compromise on issues that are discussed. And they did, I think, generally speaking, for a while. But that's going out the window now. And yeah. For uh, what? For what? And purposes of entertainment, it almost seems oh, like, right? No. Kind uh, of, yeah. Ugh. Popularity. I mean. Yeah. Eesh. Oh, my God. That's that's unfortunate. But um, just to go back to what you said, the vaccine mandates. So I don't like that Republicans and conservatives, you know, they claim to be like these, you know, for the pre for freedom type people. And yet they do nonsense, nonsense like this. On the other side, like what what makes why are, are they so hell bent on these vaccine mandates, these mass mandates like this whole this whole overreaction to to COVID-19 and maybe we can touch on this a little bit after you know thinking about back to 9-11 some big crazy event that takes place and what the what's the government's response after that yeah you know did we give up a little bit of freedom then uh, hmm. yeah uh and now so today in today's terms yes we're we're dealing with the pandemic we have vaccines but but now what the federal government doesn't want us to have that freedom over our own body, like to make the, make the choices that we want to make and for our own health. Right. And, and that that's OK. But it, it's still contradictory from the Republican stance on the abortion thing. Right. Like, why can't women have the freedom over their own body? Like, right. But so in, in, in just regards to the vaccine mandate, though, and I mean, this is still really questionable. I don't like it very much, but. The, the reasoning, the reasoning behind it, does kind of hold water because there's ex externalities. Because 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 it's such a unique situation, and thus back to the role of government is the role of government to protect its people, its society, and is this measure? I mean, isn't that what this is technically doing? Although a little overstepping, I don't know. Like that, that that's that's where it gets dicey. I mean, why else are you going to why else would you mandate vaccines other than shit, you know, cases are going up and we have new variants and people are dying and hospitals are getting overflown. And now we can't even manage the society anymore because of this virus, because there are now these different departments that are, you know, these different elements of society like healthcare and all that that are being overworked or overflown. And how do you mitigate that? You know, I mean, that. That's even if that is the case that we're having all these over, you know, overflown, uh, overflowing ER rooms and, and stuff like that, that, you know, you can read on, you know, whatever uh, media channel and stuff. Like, I tend to believe that a lot of it's overblown. Yeah. Um, but if it if it is the case then yeah, I, I get it. Are you going to do the same thing for for flu shots now? No. You know, like this. Why is it? Why is this one so special? Why is COVID nineteen so special to where we have a a virus that young people, on average, are beating 
well. You know, and on average, most of our old people that don't fare so well against it, they're now vaccinated. And great, we're getting the boosters. Keep injecting them. If that's how they, you know, wish to choose to live their life, then great. Yeah. But we as the people have that freedom to take it or not to take it. We have the freedom to go outside or stay inside, to stand six feet away or to wear a mask. Yeah. You know, like why is that so difficult and why is it such a big issue? Well, just uh, I mean, because of the disruption that it's caused to not just our country, but to the whole world. I mean, one of the first things we said at the beginning of the episode, I'm still working from home. It's been a year and a half and we're not going, you know, there's it's, we're not looking to go back anytime soon, you know, and a lot of things shifted whenever this happened. Right. So it absolutely disrupted just the way we live our normal life. So it is, in a sense, a special event. Eh. So special events call for special measures. I don't know. That that's that's where things get dicey. And yeah, like you said, we should have like the freedoms to make our individual choices. But I don't know. The cold reality of everything is like it sucks. You know, how much are you valuing human life? I mean, just just the other week, I found out one of my coworkers. You know died from COVID-19. He was in the ICU for over a week. And it's like, shit, you know, it's just a reminder that this is really a real thing, you know, and he wasn't that old. I, I don't think, I mean, he wasn't like elderly, I should say. Um, I don't know if he had any underlying health conditions, but so the role of government, are you protecting your people from all aspects from even in, in regards of the health side of things? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So whatever. I know there's a lot there's <laughs> and we've we've gone all over the place I guess, but I think there was some good discussion about the government. I don't think we we'll, we'll, we'll ever have the answer, but a good takeaway is let's be more tolerant of each other. Yes. That's what we need if we want to save our government before we turn into a fascist state, you know? Yeah. But keep ugh. this republic. Keep it. Keep it. Yeah. Okay, well yeah, I had fun with that one too. Uh, I got I got a lot more to say, but oh, we, yeah, we, we, <laughs> I mean, that, and that was a very broad topic, I guess, that we expanded to. So yeah, we could definitely hone in on some specifics in future episodes. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's leave it at that, and let's move on to binge or cringe. Binge or cringe. Let's do oh, it. Let's great. do it. Okay. What kind of nonsense you have this week? <laughs> I got good stuff. <laughs> I think right. I think you'll like these. Okay. We'll see. All right. Binge or cringe? Flaming hot Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, no. 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 Flaming hot Mountain Dew. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. I, I cringe. I'm already cringing. I don't even know why I had to overthink it. I'm cringe. I mean. No? Ugh, no. You know what? I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> but the thought of it is an immediate cringe. I know it's we've, a little cringy. Yeah, we've we've talked before and said you know flaming hot anything's good, right? And dude, if you see the packaging too, like oh. <laughs> no, uh, just the thought of the Mountain Dew that nuclear green, just sugary <laughs> substance, you know, already is tearing up your body. <laughs> just to turn it, is, is it red? Like oh god, to make it flaming hot. Oh, it looks it looks like yeah, it it looks like a a pale red, almost like a pink. Oh, actually, 
And if it's flaming hot, like, dude, why would you have a hot soda? So, like, why? Mm, we like no. micheladas. That's not soda. That's that's just yeah. like yeah. what is it? The, the tomato or clamato with beer, right? It's not. I mean, it's still slightly carbonated, but to have a full, you know, like carbonated <laughs> it's to be a Coke? sweet drink, right? Is it flaming hot? Mountain Dew? Why would that be sweet? It should be hot. I mean, it's still going to have sugar. So think about that. Sugar with spice (laughs) and everything nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to try it. I'm going to binge it. All right. Go ahead. Fuck off. Like I'll, (laughs) I'll I'll try it, but I'm not binging. I'm, I'm cringing immediately right now, but I would not be opposed to trying it. Buy some. I'll have a sip and determine later. (laughs) All right. All right. Fucking Mountain Dew, man. Gosh. <laughs> all right, all right uh, just a, real quick uh, deviation. Mountain Dew in general is that a binge or a cringe? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll. I don't like binging soda, but just for the sake of this question, yeah, I'll binge Mountain Dew. It's tasty. Yeah, yeah, especially Mountain Dew Code Red, which is my ultimate binge. Nice. But okay, moving on. Oh, you're gonna like this one. Top Golf. Oh, good. Binge. Top golf, definitely a binge. Heck yeah! So anyone who hasn't been a Top Golf, I mean, you should def- you should check it out. It's real fun, even if you're not a golfer. It is, it's it's absolutely it's pretty fun. I went just a couple weeks ago, first time in a long time. I actually hadn't played any kind of golf for a long time, and it's really fun. You know, I was kind of scared. I was like, man, I'm not gonna be able to hit the ball. But even if you don't, like, you're taking wax at it. It's it's fun. It's a good environment. Hell yeah! Yeah, you still get still get food. And get yourself a pitcher of beer. You get a pitcher of beer at ten in the morning, and <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's cheaper in the morning whenever you go. Like they pay, you have to pay by the hour, and so from like ten to twelve, it's you know ten dollars cheaper by per hour than from twelve to five or whatever. But yeah, it, it could get pretty pricey. That's why we yeah definitely <laughs> economically win in the morning and just got drunk by noon. <laughs> but yeah, Tom Goff, uh that's a that's a great way to spend like oh, two hours. Yeah, definitely yeah. fun. Oh, and you know, do you know this? Top Golf also uh, they also host like video game tournaments. No way, really? Yeah, I did I not know to, that. I went to a Super Smash Brothers uh, tournament at Top Golf. No way. Yeah, man, that is that's pretty cool. I wonder if they ever ever do some Rocket League or something. That'd be oh, cool. you never know. <laughs> you never know. But yeah, Top Golf is a definite binge. Up and coming, man. Get get in that. That's good shit. All right, let's move on. HOAs, homeowner association. Oh my god, homeowner association! I'm cringing immediately on homeowner association. <laughs> oh god, that's that's like a that's like a mini government. We were just talking about government. That's a mini government and a fascist one at that. Oh. Because <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. I you know my parents they live in a community that has an HOA, and I remember my mom telling me like you know that they got a letter and a warning, and if because yeah okay let me tell you they got a warning because they had quote a blue door right or was it blue blinds like blue mini blinds and that they had to be either white or brown or something and it didn't fit under the standards but in reality what they had done is they put tint on the windows and so yeah they did have a white door or they did have white blinds and i think they have a brown door or something they it meets the standards but the tint is what makes it look like it's blue. Visually, like standing oh. on the street, like looking yeah. at it. Yeah, and who are these damn Gestapos who fucking driving around just to see who's out of standards? Like, nope, HOA cringing. 
I hope I didn't offend anybody by that, but <laughs> <laughs> wait. So, um, in the end, did they have to change the tint on the door or the yeah, screen? Yes. Are you kidding? I me? think they had to remove it, and you know, it's and it's a a western facing front, so that afternoon sun is coming in through the yeah. Oh my! It's like what kind of crap is that? You know, and uh, I mean, there's other things like you know, if your lawn gets too high and stuff, and I guess that's kind of reasonable to yeah, keep the neighborhood there could be positives in this yeah right? the the negatives are obvious and, and obviously those are more fun to you know what oh what did the hoa say to you this time right yeah um but you know just for if you want to have like a neat a neat neighborhood right and to have some type of standard established i think would be a benefit in the long run especially if you want to keep your property value within that let, let's say you know a, a subdivision a neighborhood Sure, but you, know, you don't need a damn military police to do that. Like they're, 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 their power is overstepping. I agree. Anything. So it like pushes me to think like, okay, they had a problem with the, the front door had a tent on it. Like, how is that driving the you know the property value down? Like you know to come into a neighborhood and say, oh no, they got that that blue ass door. I'm not down with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Like yeah, I know. I'm not moving my family here. <laughs> this low class neighborhood and their blue doors. Yeah. <laughs> so, but cringe. no, I'm. I've heard multiple of people complain about HOAs, and uh, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a cringe for me. I think it's probably gonna be more of a hassle than any type of benefit that you would see, like in terms of property value stabilization. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. it is. All right, cringe. <laughs> Fuck them. Okay, last one. All right. Binge or cringe? Skydiving. Ooh, nice skydiving. I will binge it. I'm binging skydiving. I've always wanted to skydive ever since I was a young little kid, I guess. Of course you would. Well, yeah. No, I I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, the idea of flying, I mean, I just, I like that. And skydiving, yeah, I know it's dangerous and all that. And I still haven't done it. And at this point, I don't know if I'll do it. Ah, fuck it. I will. But binge it, man. I think it's cool. As long as everybody's safe. And I mean, what's the chance that you're actually going to die? And if you do, is it going to hurt? Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> what if you don't die? Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Which I have heard stories of people surviving. Ooh, Ooh the, like every bone in your body's oh, broken. No. God damn it. You're turning this into a cringe now, but <laughs> I think skydiving. Yeah, but what are the cool. odds of that happening? I guess it's either you live or die, right? If you're in between, you're that outlier and sucks to be you, I guess. I'm just saying your odds of dying. Uh, via skydiving are zero when you don't do it oh good point yeah nice one that's <laughs> but that's but, why it's a cringe for me i'm not jumping out of a plane oh no, thank you no nah, you got to be a little adventurous i mean i can be adventurous i ride a motorcycle i wonder right? i wonder what the rate yeah that's true man fuck i would i think motorcycle that's probably a little more dangerous more, yeah, yeah i think that's there, there's more chance of Injury and or death on a motorcycle, especially with all these crazy drivers, than there are in skydiving. And that's and that that's a good question. I, I'd like to look that up to see what is the rate of <laughs> that sounds bad, the rate of survivability in skydiving. <laughs> is it like a ninety-eight point five percent? Like what it's like, damn, that sucks. But you know, if I were uh, if I were eighteen, early twenties, I think I would do it. Yeah. Just like just like bungee jumping, I think I'd do it. Um, but now, uh, now that I'm older, um, uh, that's, it's not something that I'm interested in. So therefore, like, I, 
there's too much risk and there's not enough interest. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I think I was really thrilled about it in my younger days, but now, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not looking to go skydiving. But I guess if a, if an opportunity presents itself, I don't know if somebody has like you know a birthday celebration and says, "Hey, we're all gonna go skydive or whatever." Like I don't think people do that anymore, right? But- I mean, they got the <laughs> indoor skydiving. I think those have been oh, pretty popular. that would be really good. Yeah, that's a. That would be the best alternative, and I would absolutely do that. Yeah, I think I'd do that, too. Yeah. I'd do that. Cool, cool. All, All right. right, nice. <laughs> well, that concludes Binge or Cringe. Oh, good. Well, that was a that was a nice, uh, that was an easy one this week. Yeah. You didn't throw any wild curveballs at me. But... <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> but all right, good, uh, good talk today. Yep. But just the nature of politics and government, there's going to be there's going to be plenty more to talk about. That Absolutely. Several things that we didn't even touch on that I'm thinking of now and then like cringing inside because <laughs> I didn't say anything. But uh, we and can leave that for a different time. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be new things popping up. I mean, that's, that's just how society works, right? So yeah. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure something crazy was going to happen. Oh, yeah. It's inevitable. Yeah. But OK, uh, let, let's leave it at that. And uh, for anybody listening, please click subscribe if you like this yeah. nonsense. Be and, sure to um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. I think that helps drive a little bit more exposure. And I feel weird kind of asking people to do that, but whatever. Like, <laughs> okay, let's get weird. Yeah. No. And 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 another thing, we do like feedback from from our from our listeners. So if you have any questions about what we talked about, any suggestions, anything you want to hear, or just any kind of trash talk, you can always send us an email at mailbag at the inner ignorance manifesto uh, you can also go to our website for any news and updates. It's www.theignorancemanifesto.com. And yeah, I think that covers that. And uh, give us a follow on Instagram at The Ignorance Manifesto. And you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel where we occasionally will post a, just a couple of clips from our episodes. And that you can find us on YouTube at The Ignorance Manifesto Clips. Cool. All right. Well, good talk, Mark. Yep. Good and, talk. And uh, thank you for anybody listening. And uh, we'll s- we'll get you next time. With that, we're signing out. Signing out. Mark the Bear. Ryan the Raccoon. Let's talk to you later. Bye. Cool. Could probably have some type of... Uh... The fuck? Could... <laughs> it's like Congress should... Fuck off, God truck. God damn. God damn, bring a fucking truck.